The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. If I'm renting, am I wasting money? Hello, this is Ken Decker. And Candace St. Louis Decker. <laughs> and we're excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Inside Track, where we share tools, techniques, and just really information mm-hmm. about how to make your home a better place to live. To live. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the answer to that question is it depends. It depends on what you're doing, right? Like whether rent is actually wasted. And there's several factors that would say, no, don't buy a house. Right. And we're going to go over those in this segment about, hey, maybe it's okay that you're renting. Yeah. And maybe it's time to buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) And we can help you do that. (laughs) We can. Now, so one of the times you might want to rent and you you rented for a little while. Yes, I did. Uh, about two years, I did. Was it two years? It was two years, yeah. We were that mean? You were. So wow. I rented from my parents because I didn't go to school right after high school. And so they said, you need to pay rent if you're going to stay home. And I got quite upset about that and thought, well, I'm not going to live here for long because I'm going to have to pay down your mortgage. Why don't I get my own mortgage to pay down. So <laughs> by 20, that's what I did. Okay. So, yeah. so you were renting while you were saving money yes. for a down payment. Yes. And of course it wasn't like the enormous rent if I was renting somewhere else. Oh, it wasn't yes, that no, bad. Oh, it wasn't I see. that bad. Okay. So but at 18, it felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Then you were getting uh, room and board, right? I was, getting room food. and board, yeah. And then paying for a car and insurance and cell phone to go work. Yeah, because you yeah. needed a car yep. to go to, to get to work because we lived in the country and there was no bus service. That's right. Mm-hmm. So really it's, so that's a great time to rent. And what I find though is sometimes when we're renting, and I did this, your mom and I did this before yes. you came along. Um, as our income increased, instead of putting more money down, first of all, we'd buy a car or we'd buy stuff. We'd go yeah. to Stuff Mart and buy all kinds of stuff, and that would put us in debt. And then so we didn't have money for a down payment for one. But also as our jobs increased, we got more money. We were both working, um, and we got more stuff. Then we decided our one-bedroom apartment was too small. So yeah. we upgraded to a two-bedroom apartment, which of course then back then was a couple more hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we thought, hey, we're tired of an apartment. Let's move to like a garden home. Right. So again, the rent went up several hundred dollars per month. And now we were responsible for heating it on top of that, which we didn't really calculate <laughs> instead of in an apartment where it was covered. So I think if you're renting and you have a goal of buying a property, then figure out your rent to be as low as possible. Mm -hmm. Because people like to live 
at the top of their means instead of below their means. Yeah, we're kind of conditioned now, like in this day and age, to live at the top of our means or just above it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, above it is a problem, right? Well, it is, but it <laughs> it's common. <laughs> okay. So after we... Uh, after we, we the problem of not having the down payment, yes, or paying too much rent, what would another reason would be that uh, we we want to um, be in town only for a year or two, mm-hmm. right? Because buying a house has expenses. It does, and then you also commit generally to a mortgage term. Um, and if you break it, there's also a penalty. Mm-hmm. So if it's only like a short term move and the market's not increasing much, then maybe it makes sense not to buy and just to rent. Right. Yeah. And and especially if it's a year or two, because the fees to sell again yes. are expensive as well. And the only caveat, I'd say the only difference with that one would be um, sometimes people are military moves yeah. where the government moves them here for a couple of years, but they cover all their expenses, all their moving expenses, all their resale expenses, their mortgage. Yeah pay out all that stuff so in that case if the market's going up like it is now around eh, about seven percent per year it's well worth it to buy even if it's only for two years yeah and in some cases we've had clients purchase uh, knowing that they'll only be here for a couple years and then eventually return back in let's say five years so they rent out the home move away Mm -hmm. and then come back and move back in. Okay. And that's yeah. that's a great plan. Um, where I caution our clients on that is tenants may not care for it the way you care for it. Mm-hmm. And it may not be in as good a condition when you get home. Now, the other part of that is if it needs repairs, you can do those under the expense of the rental income. Yes. And then you have a nice new, freshly painted, fresh flooring place to come into. Yeah, Yeah, sure. so that would work well. The other time you may not want to stop renting is if your rent's really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I've had cases where people, their rent is tiny, and they've actually bought an investment property to rent to someone else and stayed renting because it was the least expensive thing they could do. It was in the right place for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it worked out well. Another reason would be bruised credit. Yes. Now, what can we do about bruised credit? Um, well, we can do things to make it better, but mm-hmm. to um, find a place to rent and then bring up your credit so that you, when you purchase a mortgage, you don't have high uh, percentage on the money that you're borrowing. Right. We want to borrow our money for our mortgage at the lowest rate possible. Yes. So a consultation with a mortgage broker would be a great thing to do if you've got bruised credit and you mm-hmm. want to know how to improve your credit score so you qualify for That's right. a good low interest mortgage. And we can hook you up with a great mortgage broker, right? We can, yes. <laughs> if they connect with us, mm-hmm. email us at uh, info at Decker Team and ask about a mortgage broker or call us at 613-860-4663. Another time would be separations, right? Many times when a separation is happening, a mortgage company won't approve for a mortgage until the separation is signed. Sometimes that can take a year or two. Yes. Or 
longer. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And until that separation agreement signed, most lenders won't lend. That's right. Yeah. Another reason would be don't earn enough money to qualify for a mortgage, mm -hmm. in which case uh, there's things you can do as far as improving your your income. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I have a, a client that just recently did that. She sold her little condo house mm -hmm. um, and then decided to rent something bigger because mm -hmm. she couldn't afford to buy something bigger got a better job and saved while she was renting. And now we mm -hmm. just purchased a large house for her and her boys, which is really cool. Very nice. And yeah. that was an ideal home, right? Ideal. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So if your plan is to buy, even if it's a year or two down the road, uh, it's a good time to meet with us and do that consultation yeah. as to what things you can put in place to make things better for you to buy. Yes. Yeah. So I always say it's never too early to get great advice. Have you ever wondered how much of your landlord's mortgage you pay off every month? I know I've, I've wondered that before. Have you? Yeah. The answer to that question of how much money do you pay of yeah. your landlord's mortgage? I'd love to know. You'd like to know? Yeah. I figured it out. It's about one third. Okay. Of your of your rent payment goes directly to paying down their mortgage. Wow. Another third goes to interest, and another third goes to taxes and insurance and maintenance. Mm -hmm. So you know, we're, maybe in the show we're giving landlords a little bit of a tough go. Uh, I'm a landlord. Yep. You've been a landlord. Yes. And. It, th we serve a purpose. There's certain times people need to rent, and it's a great wealth building tool for mm -hmm. us as landlords. Now, sometimes the rent just covers all the expenses yes. and the mortgage payment, but that includes the mortgage pay down. Sometimes you're short a little bit. Sometimes some of my buildings have positive cash flow, mm -hmm. which means I make extra money every month. So that's kind of cool. So let's calculate it. On a typical rental property. Mm -hmm. So, Candace, let's say you were renting a property. Um, let's say a small townhouse. Yep. At $1,800 a month. Okay. Okay. Makes sense? Yep. That's fairly typical of someone who's starting out, family yep. starting out, that they might be renting a townhouse. So, if one-third of $1,800 yep. is $600. Yep. Yeah. So, $600 a month is going to principal pay down of the mortgage. So in a year, if we multiply by 12, that's $7,200. Does that sound like a lot of money? It does. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Like when I, when I first was renting and I started calculating what I paid over the last five years in rental, like your mom and I, we weren't quite as sharp as you. We didn't Thank buy you. a house at 20. We got married at 20 and then we rented for like five years. But my goal was to own a house by the time I hit 25. Okay. And then I started calculating what we'd spent in rent over the last five years, and it made me kind of sick to my stomach. So I said, okay, it's time to make a change. But I never looked at it this way around how much of the mortgage is paid down. So 7200 per year. Let's say you were in the house for 10 years. Yep. Renting. 
How okay. much of the mortgage did you pay down? $72,000. Ooh. Wow. That'd buy you a fancy Mustang GT convertible <laughs> yes. with some cash left over for gas. <laughs> and nowhere to live except <laughs> no, for the back no, seat. <laughs> nowhere to live. Yeah, if you're going to live in your car, I wouldn't recommend the Mustang. No. <laughs> maybe maybe a, a big SUV if you're going to live in it. Not fun in the wintertime, though. No. So, 72000 Now, let's say you were going to rent the property for the 25 years. And I've ran into people who have rented the same property yep. from a landlord I for have 25 too. years. That means if it was a 25-year amortization, they paid off the entire mortgage. mortgage. Now, in a small townhouse, I, I said that's about 300000 It's probably a little more than that. Yeah. But let's just say they, they put down 100000 on their $400,000 townhouse. $300,000 you've paid off for the landlord. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look on the other side. If the tenant had said, okay, I'm going to buy that property. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to live in it for 25 years. So I'm going to pay off the $300,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now, what else has happened to the value of the property, though? Property value has gone up yes. over the 25 years. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you say, oh, yes, because you're, you're talking historically, yes. right? Historically, yes. values in Ottawa have gone up uh, about 4.5% per year. Annually, yep. Yes. And right now it's going up about 7% per year. Mm-hmm. So if it if it went up uh, 4.5% for the 25 years, I bet you don't know how much it's gone up. I don't. Okay. A lot. I did have to use a calculator. Okay. <laughs> it's close to about $800,000 it's gone up. Wow. Up or total? Up. 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 Yes. Wow. So look out in 25 years what you got to pay for a townhouse. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Now, your mortgage you paid down, let's say, 300. Mm-hmm. So the 800 plus the, hundred, plus the 300 is $1.1 million. Wow. So you can become a millionaire simply by buying a townhouse and staying in it for 25 years if yeah. the historical data continues and history is one of the best indicators of the future. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So isn't that nuts? That is incredible. What do you think? Uh you blew my socks off. <laughs> <laughs> Were you even wearing socks? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing. You know, one of the things I love is is when we help some of our senior senior people move out of a home uh, it's an emotional time because they're yeah. moving out of a home that they may have lived in for 30, 40 years because people didn't change houses quite Like they much. do now. No. No. And so that's the family home, probably raised the kids there. Uh, often it's only one spouse left. It's a little bit sad. And they say to me, please get me the most for my house or I'm dealing with a, a child. And they say, yeah. please get them the most for their property because – this is all the money they have for their retirement residence. Yes. And it's got to last a long time. So what's interesting is these, you know, a lot of times these houses, they paid 
$20,000 for them and yes. they're worth four hundred, five hundred thousand because they're in great mature neighborhoods and they're in demand. So even though they may not be upgraded, they're generally well-maintained, we find. Mm -hmm. And they're worth like half a million dollars. Yes. And that's why it's not a far stretch to say your $400,000 townhomes going to be worth over a million dollars in yeah. 25 years, right? Yeah. So I, I really struggle to think, well, what would happen if that, if that couple didn't have the dream of home ownership and struggle to find the down payment? Because back then there wasn't 5% down. Right. It was 20% down or 25% down or you didn't buy a house. Yeah. So they scrimped and struggled and worked to buy this house. And they may have done without some yep. things. Oh, yeah. Right? We're, we're in a society where we don't like to do without things. No. We like a vacation and we like lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in our next segment, we're going to talk about things that a tenant, a renter can do to help build the down payment and fix their credit for the future of buying a property. Yes. And I think, I think if you, if you think I just, Oh, I would like for when your children mm -hmm. are running our real estate decorative business, <laughs> that they go to places and that person says, oh, I'm ready to sell my house. The Decker team helped me buy it right. 25, 30 years ago. And they now have all that equity and value in the property. Mm -hmm. So there's an old saying, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. 20 years ago. So the next best time to plant a tree is? Today. Right now. Yeah. And the same goes with buying a home. I always say, don't wait to buy a house. Buy a house and wait. How can you stop paying rent? That's a great question. We at the Decker team, we've enjoyed for over 30 years helping families thrive in their home and at work, both building wealth mm -hmm. and owning homes. Because we think that we can strengthen families when their financial life is strengthened. Yes. And their relational life is good. So we help them heal and flourish in their relationships. 30 years of helping people thrive in their home. So what you'll learn in this episode is that breaking the rental, um, what do we call it? Habit? No, yeah. it's not really a habit. What is it? Well, you get stuck. You get stuck renting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and easy. Yeah, and sometimes actually I've run into people where it's generational. It can be. You know, I was recently at a retreat and one of the gentlemen there bought a first house, bought his first house. And this is a very smart man. Like he's an aerospace scientist, works at NASA. Okay, wow. <laughs> pretty, pretty smart young man. How old? Uh, like 28, okay. 30, something yeah, like that. Young, young guy. Yeah. And he um, bought his first house. And he's, he doesn't even live in the city he bought it in. But he's a homeowner, and now he wants a family member to live in it. Because his family, back generations, 
and generations has never owned a home. Wow. So he broke that generational cool. uh, thing about being renters and not property owners. Great. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about how we can break free from paying your landlord's mortgage and start paying your own mortgage. Because yeah. the previous episode, we talked about how much money you can actually build wealth with just buying your own property. Yeah. So what can what things would we do? Um, a few steps we could take is getting qualified, like financially qualified by a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. So most people refer to that as a pre-approval okay. and the steps to take to get to that pre-approval. Right. So not every mortgage broker will handle that well. Right. So you may want to connect with us to get a mortgage broker that will really do this because we want one that's patient. Yes. Because if you've got some issues with your Bruce credit or you haven't saved enough down payment or your job's not high enough, they're going to give you some steps to do to build a plan, Yeah. which may take a year, two years, three years for you to be in a position to buy yes. a property. Mm-hmm. And that's the second step. Is yes. make a plan and work the plan. And work the plan. <laughs> the third step would be reducing all unnecessary spending. Good news. There's many <laughs> unnecessary spending that oh, yeah? most of us do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what? Uh, first one, Tim's or Starbucks, okay. like okay. coffee drinkers. Yes. Or tea drinkers, whichever. And so the money you're saving is actually good for you because most of the things that are unnecessary that we spend money on are not good for us. Right. Have you found that? Yeah. Fair. A few things. So, like, uh, (laughs) well, I'll go into the list a little bit more. Pop, alcohol, smoking, candy, gum chewing. Now this one sounds funny, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because I know that's a big problem out there. People spending money on gum. Um, Well, I did (laughs) once upon a time. Uh, before I was ready to buy a house, but I was mm-hmm. quite into gum chewing. Okay. And it wow. even had to match my outfit because it was Seriously? not okay. Yep. If I had green gum and an orange t-shirt, so I would buy like pink gum and yellow gum and turn into orange gum to match my orange t-shirt for sure. So when I was younger, <laughs> teenager, I had nothing better to spend my money on except wow. gum, uh-huh. sugar-free gum. And... I started getting these crazy headaches and pains through my jaw and the uh, doctor, I went to the doctor and the doctor told my mom I had this rare condition that 40 year old women get (laughs) and that I need lifelong medication. Well, thank you, mom. She didn't agree and took me to get another opinion. So I went to the dentist and I went to the chiropractor. Turns out I had a cavity and my jaw was out of alignment for chewing so much gum daily. <laughs> so there are better things to spend your money on, even at a young age. Even gum. Even yeah. Gum, gum yeah. can actually wear down your teeth and harm your jaw. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, water bottles. Yep. Here's another idea. Let's, let's novel idea. Yes. Let's make our lunch instead of buying it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that requires time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And a lot of things we and do planning. in this, in this life, is we'll we'll trade time for money. Yep. Right? We'll buy back time with money. Yes. 
Yeah. And planning an organization too. Mm-hmm. It takes time to do it. So we, we decide. Ah, when, and it yeah. takes training. It does. Training yeah. kids to make their own lunch. Yes. And then carrying a water bottle, a reusable water bottle. There's so much. I think they're going to ban plastic water bottles that you they're buy. T- yeah. Which is good because that, there's so many of those in the landfill and in the streams and the rivers. And mm-hmm. it's horrible. So another way. Uh, put automatic money into RRSPs and TFSAs for down payments. I love that idea because yes. automatic means it happens without you thinking. Because right. if we have to think about investing money, it's like the leftover money. Yes. Right? We we will pay our bills, spend our money on our essentials and non-essentials. Yes. And then we go, oh, if there's some leftover, we'll put that into an investment for our down payment. Right. The trick is to do it automatically, have it come off your paycheck at the beginning, off yes. the top. Yes. Then you live on what's left and you don't even, I found, I didn't notice that it was gone off it the top. Gone, yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And with the RRSP, you get a double whammy. One, it goes into the RSP, you can start making money on it. Two, it reduces your income tax bill. So mm-hmm. you actually get a tax refund, which we can then throw into that account again. And you can take the money out of your RSP for a down payment without any penalty. And you have to pay back one-fifth of the money each year for 15 years. So that's a phenomenal way of saving up for your down Mm -hmm. payment. And technically, you can do it with as little as 5%, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can increase your value income at the job you're at. Some people say, well, how do I do that? I say, ask your boss. Ask him what would make you more valuable, what he needs to get done so that he looks good for the company Mm -hmm. or she. She looks good for the company if you do your job well. So you ask what things, what, what do you need to create? What could you learn? What courses could you take? What books could you read to help you? To move up in yeah. the company. And those things will undeniably increase your income over time. Because when you build value for the company, in other words, you're not costing them the money, you're making them money. Yeah. When you ask for a little bit more, they don't want you to leave to go somewhere else. Right. Speaking of which, that's another way to increase your income is if the where you're working is not paying you enough, you may choose to go somewhere else. Yep. Yep. Another way is rent a cheaper location. Get a housemate or live with family temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. Yeah. Family so loves that there. when you move back in. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Getting out of a rental complex, it's not actually complex. No. <laughs> it is rather simple. So, we're excited to be your partners in moving forward together. Because together, we got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.